What is up, Lit and Lucid Podcast fans? We are happy to have you back for season six of the show. This season is brought to you by Lit Dispensary and Steve's Goods, both located in the beautiful state of Colorado. Visit our website, litlucid.com, to learn more about our two sponsors and to view our previous episodes. And if you are enjoying the show, be sure to share with a friend and give us a review on your favorite platform. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Lucy and Jared. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are here recording another episode. We are live recording with our friend Jessie Ray. She is the COO of Canna Connections out of Eugene, Oregon. What's up, Jessie? Hi, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Glad to have you on today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, so Jessie is the COO of Canna Connections. Uh, she specializes in events dedicated to world-class education and networking. So they're really focusing on bringing cannabis education to the consumers, business to business, um, really anybody interested in cannabis. Their focus is on education. And with that, one of the events that they hold is the ninth annual this year, the Canagro Expo. That's going to be held August 17th through 18th in Palm Springs, California. Uh, so that's really going to be the focus of our chat today, learning a little bit more about what the Canagro Expo is, you know, what it's about. I know that they're dedicated to bringing the art of science and growing to cannabis. So we're going to learn about cultivation, um, you know, ways of growing, I'm sure a ton of different things that I can't even think of right now. Um, but yeah, it's a really great expo for growers, dispensary owners, extractors, really anybody interested in maybe growing cannabis on their own. Uh, so with that, I'll let Jesse, you know, probably give us a little bit more background on the expo. Uh, but first of all, let's just start off. How did you get started in cannabis and how did we get to where we are today? Absolutely. Um, well, I grew up in Kansas, which, as many of you know, is not uh, the most cannabis friendly state that we have. And I, me and my sister and my family, we wanted to learn more about the plant, learn more about the culture. So in 2015, we decided to attend uh, the Denver Cannabis Cup. And when we were planning for the trip, it was really difficult to find what to pack, what to expect. Can we bring cannabis? Is there going to be samples? Just really difficult to find information. So we went looking and we started to see big gaps in the information that was available to consumers too. And we thought... This is a need that needs to be filled. There needs to be good information, accurate information available to people who want to learn. Um, so we started a blog, Cannabis Days, and I began publishing um, our work and our findings and uh, tips on how to attend an event and what yeah. to expect. And uh, that's how I linked up with Canna Connections. And when they said they needed someone to help them produce educational content for the cannabis industry and uh, events that spread good information to people, I thought, this is a fit. So that's how it all began. Awesome. And when did you start with Canna Connections? Um, in 2015, oh, shortly cool. after the, the family trip and the blog, it uh, all kind of took off from there. Cool. And had you been consuming cannabis before then? or I had been but just had recently started using it in my mid to late 20s. Um, of course, I did try recreationally as a teenager. 
Uh, but when I did it, I didn't know anything about cannabis and how it interacted with other substances. And I tried it with alcohol and it made me very ill. I didn't, mm -hmm. my body did not like that. And so I didn't use cannabis regularly until after college. Um, I began to use it medicinally to, for anxiety and depression and things like that rather than pharmaceuticals. Um, and that was another big reason that I did move from Kansas to Oregon to not just to be closer to the heart of the cannabis industry, but also free to use cannabis medicinally. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great story too, just coming out of Kansas. Uh, I know I'm from Lamar, Colorado, which is like 35 minutes away from the Kansas border. So, I mean, very conservative in Lamar, just from the influence of Kansas. And I mean, we live in Colorado and Lamar, but it's still anti-cannabis there. So I can imagine... Kansas being like even more anti-cannabis yes and so I think that's a cool story when I first read your story I was like well that's pretty amazing that you kind of like stood up and you're like well I'm gonna go over here and do this thing and just kind of like hopefully nobody comes attacking me from Kansas I guess and, and you've right. done well I think which is cool hopefully my friends and family will still stay my friends and family <laughs> yeah I didn't <laughs> you think know? you like went on some drug binge or something crazy and oh exactly. my goodness so yes. so kudos to you and into the, into the Kansas crowd that, that braves the storm there and stands up for cannabis legalization. Yes. Cool. So, so I mean, you kind of, you, you initially found a very big gap in the market with the information, and I think that still kind of exists today. And so maybe, I mean, clearly you guys still think it exists today because you guys are doing these expos. Uh, so yes. tell us about, you guys have a, a couple different expos besides just the Cannagrow Expo. So maybe uh, tell the listeners about all the different expos you guys have formed and kind of what type of... Uh, like content you guys are putting out, information you guys are spreading to uh, to the guests? Sure. Um, in addition to Cannagrow Expo, we also have Science of Cannabis Summit and Dispensary Next Conference and Expo. And there are, a, absolutely, there is a place for general uh, cannabis conferences that touch on retail and growing and information for the consumers. But we feel like if we're going to really grow, in one area, we need to have an event that just focuses on retail or just for the consumers of the medical professor, uh, professionals or just for the growers. So Cannagrow is for our producers and manufacturers. Uh, Science of Cannabis Summit is for consumers, medical professionals, scientists, researchers. It's going to dive into new discoveries, um, how we're using it medicinally, how consumers can I mean, like we did one in Florida recently and it was a, there was a big discussion on how long it was taking patients to get their medical cards and how we can change that, um, in our States, uh, that are governing the medical laws at this time. So yeah, really for the, for the medical professionals, for the consumers, for the scientists, uh, dispensary next conference and expo is different. It focuses on the retail side. So marketing and operations for dispensaries, which is something that you can take a whole weekend and dive just deep into that content, especially with all of the advertising restrictions that we know we all deal with in the cannabis industry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, Cannagrow is going to go back to the foundation of the industry, which is the products and the growers and the breeders who um, stock the shelves for the retail and uh and provide to the consumers 
Yeah, um, and I was actually looking at one of your articles in Forbes, I think, before the show, trying to get some background information. Uh, and I saw that you guys are also facing, you know, similar issues with your advertising that you had to change, you know, your pictures to tomato plant growing, you know, for the expo just so you could get some ads approved. And that's just the way it goes here. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely a struggle across the board. Yeah, even the the ancillary businesses, whether it's soil or educational events for that matter, if you're trying to reach cannabis growers, it's difficult and you have to get creative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 I think that's a great a great way to put it too because um, we've been to a lot of the different expos that are around and, and a lot of the expos nowadays are really like, you know, like a Walmart of expos, like everything that you could want to see for the industry is there. But at the same point, for the next level people who are maybe just cultivators, I think they need this, like the Can and Grow Expo, just to be around other people, other like-minded individuals, where the information there is, is extremely concentrated to that area that they're focused in. Mm-hmm. The same thing with uh, the dispensary thing. I think that's great for people who are trying to find you know next trends in dispensary, where everything's just focused in one area. I think that's wonderful, truly, because there's not a lot of that. Everything's really just kind of, you know, a broad spectrum of different things going on. You kind of show up and they're, everybody's kind of treated like a newbie to the industry and let's just, you know, start here. This is THC, tetrahydrocannabinol. And Lucy and I go to a lot of these and we're like, well, dang it, you know, we're, like, we're ready for what's next. We've been seeing the same content for three years now. Like what's next? What's happening in the future? So, and I think it's harder to connect with people and network with them at those kind of expos as well, because like, you don't know who they are. You have no idea what level of like you know the networking would be. So you yeah. have to go through like twelve steps to be like, okay, is there even a connection here? Like, why should we be talking? Right. But like, if you're at you know the cultivators network, like obviously you know they're you all probably interested in cultivation. So it kind of gives a level playing field. Yes. Yeah. We're we're all um, we're all plant nerds. <laughs> yeah. Fun to get together with other people who like to nerd out on the same things you do and same thing with the retail side it'd be nice to go to walk into an expo hall and know that almost every person you're shaking hands with owns another retail location mm-hmm. right. or manages it and they struggle with the same things that you do and I think that's how you grow mm-hmm. when you connect people that are doing pretty much you know very similar things on a day-by-day basis you share your wins and your losses and you figure out how to do things better absolutely yes we would agree with that yeah absolutely yeah and even i mean there could be you know maybe there's a problem and there's not even a solution then but maybe they just make that connection and the next year comes around and the two of them work together and figure it out i think that's the the beauty of the cannabis community and and hosting these events so you can cultivate that specifically and especially with everything being so new and the way the regulations are rolling out and trying to merge you know, like the old school cultivation with the new school legal systems we have to operate in within you know legal frameworks, there's going to be a whole multitude of new issues that arise that nobody's had to face before. And so I think that just puts it right back into the, you know, the grower's court or the retail uh, dispensary owner's court of, hey, you're going to have to go out there and, and shake the hands and, and meet the faces who are out there trying to solve the same issues you're solving. Exactly. Yeah. So... Well, and so you guys are in your ninth year, the ninth annual of this, which is crazy. It is a biannual conference. Always hold it twice a year because we feel like that gives growers in different regions um, the best opportunity to at least catch one. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know everyone has different busy seasons around the world. um, And so try to offer two a year for everyone to get to. But it is our ninth 
ninth Canada Grove that we're very excited to hold in Palm Springs. Uh, the Renaissance Palm Springs Hotel and Convention Center is absolutely stunning, and we're looking forward to taking it over for the show. Is it always in California, or where's the no. show? No, yeah, we um, we hold them everywhere, again, trying to reach as many uh, producers and manufacturers from all over, uh, but we have held it in Denver a few oh. times. This is our second time in Palm Springs. We've been to Portland and Reno and San Diego. Nice. So we do try to try to bring it to different sections of the U.S. to give everyone an opportunity and easier chance to get there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's helpful for sure. Yeah. Well, and then you don't get tired of going to the same expo every year at the same place. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think the local thing is, is really important too. Because um, that's uh, there's a lot of conferences we want to go to, and we're like, oh shucks, it's like clear across the country, or yeah. you know, it's right. on the other side, or California, or you know, like the issue you faced, it's only offered one time of the year. Maybe there's like a bunch of other events happening, or something happens, and you're like, shoot, I really want to see that. So, I think it's like great on you guys to kind of like think about the people and, and try to like really kind of pivot these events and, and focus more on like the people you're trying to serve and make sure it's accessible to them. So, kudos to you guys. That's cool. Thank you. Well, especially yeah. for growers. For growers, yeah, because, I mean, they're busy. There's a lot of the conferences, like uh, MJ Biz happens in, in the fall. I know a lot of the growers right there, a lot of the outdoor growers just harvested, and they're right in the middle of processing. And <laughs> I mean, a lot of them can't just jump away and leave harvest and go to you know the largest expo in the world. So uh, it's great to break them up and put them in different positions of the year. Yes, I think absolutely. August is perfect, truly, because that's when everything's like, all right, it's in the field, or it's in the greenhouse, I think yeah. we're safe. We just need to walk. We can, we can run <laughs> off for a weekend and, and come back, so... Yep, everyone's everything slows down at least until maybe October. Right, <laughs> we yeah. got a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> so, what since you this is your ninth, you know, expo? What have you seen change over, you know, the sessions, or what stands out for you? Yeah, I I think about that a lot when remembering reviewing the first speaker applications versus now, and I think one of my favorite progressions that I've seen is the increase in the desire to educate on. Uh, intellectual property, patenting your genetics. Um, I think that is crucial to supporting the original growers and breeders and the foundation that made the cannabis industry what it is today. And I don't want the industry to lose that. I want people 20, 50, 100 years from now to taste and feel the passion the plant um, behind the people that produced it and made what it is what we know cannabis is now and I that's the educational when I see more applications come in from speakers who want to teach people how to protect what they have created that's what I get excited about and so that is definitely a big uh, big change that I've seen in the educational side is not just how to grow it and grow it well but how to protect what you have uh, worked so hard to create absolutely yeah and i think that's because i think that that leads to the broader conversation of the culture that goes into it as well and i think we've seen it a lot that a lot of the culture has been lost just in people trying to produce a profit and i think that's what that all leads to is that a lot of these smaller growers who have been doing it for 30 years or so and who have been you know sitting in the last you know few years of regulations and, and breeding their own genetics and and spending a lot of that you know that hard time you know with their plants doing just that i think they deserve some respect and some credit for what they've done mm -hmm. i agree and i don't want i don't want the greenwash just to greenwash them out and then like you said we forget about them in 50 years i mean this is huge 
moment in our history. Uh, and so it should be preserved. Absolutely. Yeah. And we don't want it to turn into, you know, big ag either where, you know, there's three companies who run all the seeds and that's not good either. And it's not good for consumers either. Mm. I mean, can't, I, I know that the research is still very much in its infancy, but I feel like time and time again, we've proven that the same cannabis doesn't work for everyone. Yep. You know, we have to, what works for you might not work for me. I might need someone to breed something better that works for my condition. And I think that is why it's so essential to keep the original growers around and not have three companies controlling everything that is being consumed because that's not how it's going to be the most medically beneficial for everyone, Absolutely. which in my opinion is the most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fighting for the medical yeah. part. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think just preserving that kind of like that diversity aspect, like you mentioned that you don't want the three companies just controlling all of it. You need diversity. You need multiple products and multiple strains everybody's different and you know people just love to smoke cannabis so even though they're coming out with all these new concoctions they're creating through extractions and concentrates it's still just not the same as the whole plant and so people who usually use this as a medicine they're going to go back and want the flower and it's true natural form from the growers who have been growing it for generations i guess Mm -hmm. that's neat Mm -hmm. yeah is there a lot of, um, like, I, I always think of, like, the Humboldt farmers in California, like all, you know, the old school cultivators. Are there people like that that are going to be there talking? Or Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, we always have our our people that I, and I think of, like, Adam Jacques is one of them. You know, he's an old school grower from the Eugene, Oregon area and has been cultivating for over 20 years. And I imagine when he started... He didn't imagine he'd be standing on stage <laughs> in front of hundreds of people educating on, you know, educating them on how to breed cannabis for therapeutic benefit. But um, it's fun to watch them share it and get comfortable with giving that knowledge freely to other people on a mass scale, uh, because that's really putting the, the, the therapeutic tools in the hands of people who you know, maybe can't find what they need on the shelf to treat their condition. Well, now they have the tools and the power to do it. And it's fun to watch these, you know, OG growers for, <laughs> you know, lack of a better term, yeah. teach all of these people and share, share their, uh, share their knowledge. It's fantastic. Yeah. So it just reminded me of one thing and I can't believe I totally spaced this, but when I was reading about the expo, the Canter Grow Expo, it really got me excited and correct me wherever I'm wrong here, because I'm just going to kind of spitball it from my memory. But you guys are doing something where you have like tables set up or something, and people go to the tables and they like, or you guys vote on ideas or topics that people want to talk about, and then designate tables, and then people go to those tables that is assigned that topic, and then just like immediate networking based on crowd feedback. So you guys are like crowdsourcing like content basically to talk about. I mean, that's like super that's innovative cool. for one. Yeah. And I think that's super interactive for the for the person who's going to the expo because that's I mean I don't, I don't think I've ever been to a place that's like that. So Is that, did I get that right there? You did. They're they're called the Grower Networking Roundtables. Okay. And so we poll our attendees and we say what are the most important topics to growers and extractors at this time? And they tell us, and we print cards and put them out on tables, 
and we'll have, you know, five or six tables for uh, breeding, five or six for extraction, harvest, uh, indoor, outdoor, lighting, whatever people want to talk about. And there's an hour and a half set aside uh, right before the cocktail hour on Saturday night. And everyone can just sit down at a table that they are interested in that topic, spark a conversation. Whoever's sitting next to you is also interested in that topic. We invite all of our educators to come in during that time and sit down at the table that best fits their passions and their interests. And so we, I know that the internet is wonderful for forums and sharing ideas and discussing things with others, but there's nothing quite like sitting down face-to-face with someone, uh, not to mention eating an ice cream bar Mm because there's an emergency ice cream break right before (laughs) Uh, There's nothing quite like that, and it's a connection that can't be replicated online, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's like immediately what I thought of, and I'm like, what a huge like value add. I mean, I would go there and I'd be like, oh my God, what table do I choose? You're like nerding out so bad. Of like, ah. You can rotate. You rotate, there we go, okay. Yeah, every 10 minutes. But I think that's something that's super, yeah, it's like speeding for information, and I like it geeks me out to just hear about that. And I know other people are going to be super geeked out on it, because I haven't seen anything like it anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I think that's cool, and you're totally right that it replaces the form aspect, but it totally adds like the human element that you can't ever replicate that connection. Cause now you have hopefully a lifelong friend that you've now mm-hmm. developed that connection. And now you have somebody who you can call, who you know that this person's in the same boat I am and I can trust their information. And yes. I know that's a huge thing. I mean, I've, we've been in, in this industry now for about the same time you have. And I know I talk to people all the time and it's a scramble to find reliable information. And what's the real word around this? What's the real world world around that? And you quickly kind of like develop a small circle of people you trust to have the right information or who might know somebody with the right information and that's really what it turns into is just a huge network of people that there's not like really an online repository you can go to and just quickly quickly type something in of you know you know what's this how do I extract this you know specific cannabinoid and what all I'd have to do with this co2 machine Uh, there's really not that not that available so you have to go talk to people who are you know on the ground doing this stuff with their own hands and who've had to work through the different kinks and problems and processes to get there and I think that's one of the most beautiful aspects of this industry is just that so it's cool to see you guys like bringing that together and and fostering that whole kind of cool little niche yeah it's hard I mean just think if you're about ready to fill a facility with lights wouldn't it be nice to talk to someone else who (laughs) has tried those has done it and you know there's no no, I, I know that a lot of we, we are still learning and growing and there is a lot of areas that are dark still, but there are people who have sampled a lot of the lights that you were thinking about trying or the nutrient line mm-hmm. and why not connect with them and find out in person what their experiences were like because I truly think you get a different conversation with people in person versus online. You do, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. That's cool. so, so if you're listening and you haven't got tickets yet, I would just get tickets just for that. <laughs> right? Seriously, like the value well, is there I just told for that. Jared because it was like on a Sunday or something and Jenny was giving away two free tickets. I was like, we should go. <laughs> you guys should come. We should. Palm Springs looks so fun. And that hotel is just... Oh, fit. absolutely. Yeah, we have a pool party on Saturday night. The Crop King Seeds Poolside Bash. Ooh, nice. Don't swim. tempt us. I know, right? I'll be getting off here and packing my bags and just like sitting at the door. (laughs) 
Well, this will be our last deciding factor about going. Um, so do you guys have any topics? Are people starting to talk more about sustainability and like clean cannabis production and cultivation? We do. We have a few different educators uh, touching on that topic. Of course, sustainability is very big in the Palm Springs area. Um, it is a desert. Water conservation is incredibly important. Uh, so that does draw a lot of the local crowd and we want to make sure that we're touching on eco-conscious cultivation for uh, for the local community. But we also have um, some other speakers talking about clean cultivation and why consumers, how consumers are uh, increasing the demand for clean, safe, tested cannabis and what producers can do to meet that demand. Uh, I think that it's beyond just not using pesticides or um, using LEDs. Like there's so many different things that you can do to meet the demands of, uh, of uh, cultivating sustainably. And so uh, we do have several different educational sessions that are going to talk about that from the different angles, what manufacturers um, can do to to do things eco-consciously, to think about the environment while they're producing quality product. Awesome. Love yeah. that. Yeah, we always love to hear that. That's great. <laughs> We're all about the clean cannabis. That's why we, we pay for it. Regulated <laughs> market. I get it. And that's a big part of the show too. It's how do you, how do you expand, how do you have quantity and quality mm -hmm. and make sure that consumers are getting safe product, but you're still prospering and growing as a, company producing it it's mm -hmm. it's a tough balance yeah it is it's yeah absolutely a conundrum yeah and i mean i think that's something too that at some point will have to be educated to the consumer or relate to the consumers that there is a balance i guess yeah because then if somebody goes all in and produces you know this 100 percent clean product it may bankrupt the company mm -hmm. and then they're not there so then the companies have to find a balance between you know what can they afford to do with everything else they're paying for and taxes and regulations and what can they do now to to make that change. Sometimes it can be as simple as just changing your packaging or like you said, put some LEDs in or, you know, be water conscious, have a, a closed loop system. I mean, there's, even if it's one thing to start, I can guarantee that consumers are going to pick up on that one thing and be like, Hey, these people are making an effort. So I'm going to contribute, you know, my dollars and invest in that company so they can continue to grow and be more sustainable in the future. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, we like to normally end our show with some tips for entrepreneurs. Um, so yeah, if you have any tips for people maybe looking to enter the industry, what would you suggest to them? Yeah, I my biggest recommend, recommendation to anyone that is looking to enter the cannabis industry is LinkedIn. <laughs> I truly believe that getting on there and making connections, genuine connections, looking for people who share your interests, read their articles, start conversations, be open to differences in opinion, investigate those differences in opinion. Um, outside of social sites online, the next best thing is to attend conferences, attend the events that are going to help you grow in your profession and are going to help you connect with others that are like-minded. I truly believe at the heart of entering this industry or growing in this industry is connection. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It yeah, is. I think it was a great. I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn was like huge when I first got in the cannabis industry because it seemed to be the only community that you could actually find cannabis people on. 
Uh, I know Facebook was super restrictive when I first got in, so I could 100% back up the LinkedIn thing. I think there's a ton of other networks now that help out, but LinkedIn's always a great spot to start. And sometimes it doesn't hurt just to shoot a message. That's how I first got my foot in the door. I uh, just started messaging all these CEOs at different companies and asking them, you know, what do I do? Where do I need to go? Like, what are they looking for? And a lot of them were like, oh my gosh, man, this is still so new that we don't even know. But it started the conversation. So I think it's great advice. And I think too, if you are a researcher or a writer, you should publish your work. Uh, there's just too many easy ways, you know, either whether it's LinkedIn or WordPress or anything like that. There's a lot of ways that you can share your ideas and get feedback mm-hmm. from others. What, what, you know, what are these ideas? What do they mean to you? What do they, am I thinking the right way or on the right, along the right lines? And just really sharing your ideas with other people is what, what helps in the end. Absolutely. With it, excuse me. <clears throat> when connecting with others in the industry. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You never know, I mean, if somebody else could be experiencing the same issue as you or if somebody else had an idea and you could provide that extra spark to, to get it to the next step. So, so don't be afraid to network, reach out. I think that's great advice. And so if people do want to attend the Canagro Expo, how can they find you guys? Um, you can find us online at canagroexpo.com. You can find all of the information on there. There's the detailed agenda, so you can see the full educational lineup. Uh, you can see our exhibitors and sponsors on there, and you can also grab tickets. So pretty handy website. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. How can they find you directly if they have any questions for you? Um, you can get at me through LinkedIn, Jesse Ray. Um, but also, if you go to the Canagro website, you uh, there's an email address on there to the concierge, and that email will come to me, too. Awesome. Perfect. Well, cool, Jesse. Uh, you got me super excited about Palm Springs, <laughs> so I don't know about that. But thank you for sharing your knowledge and explaining more to our listeners about the Canagro Expo. I think, you know, even if you don't attend this year, you're definitely putting it on people's radar in the future. Uh, You have two chances a year to check it out. So, you know, there's ample options for you there. Um, But thank you for chatting with us. We had a great conversation. Thank you both very much for having me. I appreciate it. And I hope to see you both in Palm Springs. (laughs) I know. We're going to do our best to make it. If anything, we'll show up for the the (laughs) roundtables. We'll fly in just for that. (laughs) All right, you guys. And with that, I'm Lit. I'm Lucid. And that's it. Laters. Introducing Lit Dispensary, Denver's newest cannabis experience. Ample parking, large selection, the best prices on high-quality cannabis in Denver. Ounces starting at $79, live resin at $20 a gram. Come by and smell for yourself. 1630 Federal Boulevard, Denver, Colorado. 303-455-9333. We have known Steve for over a year now and find his products to be one of the most reputable sources of CBD and other cannabis products on the market. With so many imitation oils being sold online, it's important to source products from companies you trust. Steve's Goods is that company. Steve's Goods is an award-winning Colorado-based CBD company offering organic and locally sourced products at unbeatable prices. Visit www.stevesgoods.com for more info.